right then guys hi everyone welcome to the pp uk podcast today is a very very special episode and me and lee are very very excited we're fizzling you can't see us but we are actually fizzling with excitement and um, we are joined by the incredible mr hayes <laughs> And we will be having uh, Tony M joining us a little bit later in the podcast as well, which is incredible. So as you guys are more than aware, me and Lee are very, very much 90s Prince fans. Um, so we are unbelievably excited. Um, thank you so much, Marius, for joining us today. Hey, hey, I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. Amazing. So... Uh, one thing that I really want to ask you, and I think a lot of fans um, are really interested to know, is how does it feel now going out on the road um, in comparison to how it did in those early MPG days? Does it feel um, kind of, does it feel rewarding to go out and play some of these songs again that you haven't for a while? Obviously it's different, Prince isn't with us anymore, but how does it feel in comparison to how it did in those early days? Well, you know, it's it's a, a quite a stark contrast uh, to be playing this music, of course, without Prince and uh, Sans Prince. And so um, the, the, I think the thing that, that, that really drove us to do it in the first place is like, you know, once we played the tribute, to, you know, the, the uh, tribute to Prince in 2016 in St. Paul, it was such a, a great outpouring of, uh, of love for everybody that was connected to, to that show. It just, you know, it just felt good. Everybody, it was cathartic for not only the fans, but for us as well, you know. Uh, and it just was a great thing to, to, to come back together. Some of these cats I'd seen in years and that, that we worked together uh, again. And, and, and that was kind of sparked that whole thing of like, maybe we should go back out and do this. I mean, because there's still an appetite for Prince's music, obviously. I mean, his, his legacy will absolutely live on. And it's an appetite for that music. And, and perhaps, you know, people will want to see some of the people who played it and created the music with him. And so that's kind of the, the reason behind it. You know, uh, you get different people with different uh, suggestions as to why we do it. But the bottom line is we love this music. We help create some of this music and, and we love to play this music, you know. And of course, it's a difficult thing without Prince. Uh, but we got a good guy in Mac that can come out and interpret the songs the way he does. You know, without trying to be Prince, you can't ever replace him can ever do anything that's going to try to to, 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 to to do that. But what you can do is celebrate the music and celebrate the legacy. And so that's what we're trying to do, uh, is, is celebrate the music and the legacy. And I yeah. can see that Tony's joined us as well. Hi, Tony. Hey, everybody. Sorry, I was, uh, I was at the gym. I didn't know if this was happening or not. And then Jill goes, uh, yeah, I was trying to get it in. And um, Joe goes, oh, no, it's in 10 minutes. So I flew home and uh, here I am. So I, I apologize for the delay. I made the joke earlier, but it's a dream come true to have Tony M on a Zoom call and then for me to say, get on the mic. It's just, it's just yeah, perfect. Yeah. Tony, that's too easy. That's, that's too easy, right? It's too easy. It's a dream come true. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, I just want to say a personal thank you as well, because I've seen you guys live twice uh, in Minneapolis and then over in London, and you guys were so great with me and my friend in Minneapolis. We did the whole meet and greet, and you guys were really, really cool, and you spoke to all the fans, and I think, Tony, if you remember rightly, I tried to rap with you, and I failed miserably. And it's, uh, there's a famous... <laughs> I don't remember that, Lee. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a viral video that's somewhere of me trying to rap with you and just being very nervous. And just I need quit. to find it now. Now, now, now uh, exactly. I'm on the hunt. 
I'm on yeah. the hunt. <laughs> um, and I'm sure I think you was talk, you was you was by the door, and I I was I was coming to the coming to the it was like a like a meeting area, wasn't it? And I was coming, mm. you was outside. I think you was on the phone to Damon or something. And I was like, oh my god, it's Tony M. He's my spirit animal. And I was like, no, that's just too much. That's just <laughs> you've gone too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> oh yeah. So just a personal thank you for you know you're very you're great with the fans and everything, and you know. The approachability and just ch- hanging out with you guys is, you know, really appreciated. Well, I got to tell um, you, I mean, that, that was one thing that I, um, that, that Prince and I talked about a lot. I mean, you know, he was very protective of, of the band, right? And um, a lot of the times, you know, I would, I would always make it a point. Mo always makes it a point to go out and say hello. Um, as I would explain to P, it's just like, man, we're the, probably the closest they're going to get to you. Right. Yeah. So it don't cost me nothing to come out and say hello or sneak up behind a fan who's looking at a tour book and, and joke about the big head guy with the high hairdo. And they turn around and then I'm standing there just joking with them. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I, I talk to people and those are those are lasting memories. And they remember it. if I see them 30 years, you know, I've seen some from 30 years ago and they remember those moments. So for me, um, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And I really think- appreciate it. I can definitely second that. I mean, I, I think if you're going to do a ticket, 100% guys get a meet and greet ticket for anyone listening to it. You were all so unbelievably welcoming because it is quite a nervous thing for fans when you get a meet and greet. Like you've bought a ticket, so you don't feel like you're in, like enforcing yourself on anyone, but you're not really sure how to interact with anyone. But every single time that I've spoken to you guys, you've all been so lovely and so welcoming that you make everyone feel at ease. So for anyone listening, definitely try and get some of those meet and greet tickets that are available on this tour. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, how has the tour gone so far? That was my question. It's been yeah, phenomenal. I mean, it's, Go ahead, Mo. Yeah, been, no, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's been, you know, when you consider, uh, there, there's been a lot of challenges uh, due to COVID uh, with the tours. You know, 2019 was our last, like, real tour. And uh, we've had maybe, at this point, maybe three outings, uh, four outings at this point now. That uh, the, the, the initial three up to this last thing that we just did only last week, resulted in COVID for different yeah. people uh and like the first thing half the band half the crew got COVID for some show we had to cancel uh Chicago the mm-hmm. second one our, our, our sound man got COVID and completely just blew a show for us um and then uh after the thing at Paisley there was a, a lot of people contracted COVID after that so it's really had a profound effect on like everything that we've done since 2019. I mean, it's just a pervasive thing. It's still out here and um, we still have to kind of deal with it in a manner like, you know, it's serious and that it's, you know, cause you don't really know how you're going to deal with it when you catch it. And, you know, some people do all right and some get really knocked out by it. So it's, it's been real, a real challenge to try to like structure this. You know, we have to put in some protocols as to how we deal with these, it's like like meet and greet situations. Fortunately, uh, for London, that's our last uh, show, and so you know, uh, meet and greet makes sense there because you know after that we got time off. If anybody gets sick, hopefully you got time to recover before the next thing. Uh, so that's why it's a consideration there, and not at a lot of other places because you don't want to get meet greet in the beginning of the of the tour, and then somebody's sick, and then whammo, the whole rest of the tour is killed. So right. so that kind of thing, uh, you have to think in those terms now of how to. To, to set it up, how do, how do we avoid contact and 
and you know we got to stay away from folks in order to make sure we're good for the next shows. So we have to put these protocols in place, and I think that's the difference between the way it was in 2019 and the way it is now. You know, a lot of tours are canceling on you know on the road. Uh, these tours are canceling because it's still the thing that COVID be out here like this. And so that's the the big difference, I think, when you ask that question. That's the big difference in what it was then and what it is now. Of course, it's a wonderful thing. Like these last couple of shows we did, like in Toronto and uh, in New York State, up in Rochester, there were great audiences. You know, people want to be out. They don't want to be like we used to be. You know, we're humans. are just creatures of just like communal creatures. We want to be together. We want to go hang out. We want to do stuff. So that part of it was cool. You know, um, uh, to see everybody to be out again, again, like celebrating and, and, and playing music and everything. You know, it kills, uh, kills us for work when we can't go out and perform and, and, and do what we love to do. And so and people want to go in here and they want to go and enjoy the music as much as we enjoy playing. Yeah. What can um, MPG fans, Prince fans expect from expect from the tour? Because you guys knocked it out of the park last time I saw you guys live and you had people like Beverly Knight turn up. So is there any, you know, what can people expect? Are there going to be any surprise cameos or surprises Beverly was awesome, by the way. Shout out to Beverly Knight. <laughs> Beverly killed. Yeah, it. she. Yeah, she did. Yeah, just real quick, and I let Tony address it. But I, I, I have spoken to Beverly, and uh, it's just a matter of whether or not schedule-wise things work out. Of course, we love Beverly. She loves us. She, you know, she said, "Oh my God, I want to come." You know, she's, you know, she's doing her thing uh, with the plays and everything, and so she's, you know, really doing well with that. And so it's just a matter of whether or not her schedule coordinates. She just actually texted me the other day, and I'm just going to get back to her with a, with a show time that we play at. And so if, if that if that doesn't conflict with her, then she'll be there, you know. Awesome. And, and you know, I'm talking talking about some other people that uh, uh, in the, in that area that I'm talking to. So it could be some surprises. I'm not. I'm, I, I I will announce it. I will say something as I get closer to it. Uh, as I can make sure that that's the situation. I certainly wouldn't want to say anything that's not. Because she's got her out. ear like this, like this. She's like, Leah's like, what? She's like, give me the scoop. Give me the scoop. I'm <laughs> <laughs> from the same town. So she's like the local queen. Like she's the queen from where I'm from. Like as if she needed another crown because Beverly's like incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. Beverly, you know, loved her. And, you know yeah. so she's phenomenal. And she's yeah. a dear friend of ours. And so we hopefully schedule the workout and she'll be able to be there, uh, hopefully. But Tony, you can share with him about, you know, the tour thing and how this thing going and everything. Well, I mean, well, I, yeah, I think you addressed it, but, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the crowds have been phenomenal, as Morris said. I mean, people just want to get out, right? And I think what, what you can expect is, uh, again, uh, high energy. Uh, you guys have seen, you know, you've seen us a couple of times. You kind of know what we're bringing to the party, right? And, uh and I know what London is going to bring. So uh, I'm excited uh, to come back. Uh, we're ready to hit it. And, uh, you know, we got some challenges going out now from city to city. And we're going to let people know, listen, this city did it like this. You got to show up and show out, right? I'm sorry, yeah. but London's going to kill it for you. I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, now, that's, we... what I, that's all I need to hear. I, just, I, need, I need to see booties in the seats. I need to pe <laughs> see people standing up. Make... <laughs> <laughs> have to claim on their insurance because the roof's going to blow off. It's going to be that good. You know what I'm saying, Mo? I need to see. Yeah. I need to see people up and making noise. I mean, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to get back. And um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm peaked on some of these surprises yeah. that may be happening. Yeah. So 
you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, you know, historically, I mean, London has always, the United Kingdom, you know, has always been a stronghold with Prince and always been Absolutely. a place where we, where we knew when we show up there, it's on and cracking. So we, we, you know, look, we're, we're going to bring that same energy that we brought with Prince. These cats, let me tell you something, Sonny, Tony, myself, you know, we, we know how this goes. We know how to bring this. Mike Scott, you know, we, we, we've done this with the man. So we, we don't expect to do anything less than what we did with him. So what y'all are going to get from us is like what we gave with him. You know, Mac is a dynamic young singer. He's on the stage giving his 100, 110%. And this kid is great. You know, and yep. so we're going to be able to go in here and, and I think and deliver what we're used to doing. You know, we're going to have a hit parade of songs. You know, we know the songs that we love. You know, and I, and I was just telling somebody that's funny that, you know, when we did the, the, the tribute in 2016, we, it was like 52, 52 songs the Prentice played. And one of the biggest comments I heard when I was on the street and people like came up like, man, that show was amazing, man. It was crazy. Almost five hours. But you didn't play my favorite song. And I'm right. like, man, always. I heard that about I heard that about ten times, about ten always. times from different people. You didn't play my favorite song, and that's just a testament to how many hits and how much great music that Prince had. That everybody's got their own favorite joint. And so, what we're trying to do with this show, we're playing in a short amount of time a bunch of music. You know, we're rifling through songs because everybody's got a song that they love. Like, oh, that's my song. That's my song. You know, yeah. and we're really trying to cover some bases. Hit some hits that everybody knows. That's going to be a straight line party from the time we start playing until we get to the end. It's going to be a party, and that's that's what we're trying to bring with this music. Def, definitely, definitely high energy. Go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask both of you: How do you go about trying to even begin putting together a set list like this? Because I remember when I came to see you guys, I was at the sound check, and I was like, "Do interactive," <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 really obscure. It's, it's, Try. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny it's because really... people like you ask always ask like that you know they want us to di dive into some of the um you know to some of the the deeper cuts it's right they're looking yeah, they're, yeah. they're looking for the gold nigger they're looking for johnny they're looking for together they're looking for you know uh, exodus they're looking for you know I mean so you you're trying to mix all of that in with the star wars with the things that some people go like oh i came to see him and they didn't play pop life or they yeah. didn't play you know what i mean so it's a it, it, it's a tough balancing act, and Mo's been doing an outstanding job, uh, MD in this and, and and pulling up some of the tracks and trying to keep it honest and true. Um, but you know, I think as we continue to evolve, you know, we we, we try to get deeper. And, and, and sometimes we have managerial challenges. You know, managers they're always like, <laughs> "Well, you gotta cover what everybody knows and everybody likes," and, <laughs> yeah. and you know we'll. You know, God bless her, but you know, she's 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 on the manager because what what we you know we we love the obscure stuff. You know, there's a lot of yep. songs that the deep the Prince deep cuts. You know, uh, but what 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 we try to deal in the thing that what's going to be the best because we know what we like and we can just like pull songs that we like. Oh man, we should play this and we do a couple of things like that that we just say like, man, we we because the song grew so hard. It may not have been a smash like Kiss. Or it may not have been like Purple Rain, but it's a groove, you know, right. and we like to play it. So we yeah. try to balance with what everybody wants to hear and what we like to play and what we like to do. And then maybe a few songs that just like maybe wasn't like the hit, like the the hits uh, one, two, three, like the the hits package, you know. Um, but it is stuff that people go like, oh yeah, you know, like we pulled out 
a lady cab driver, you know, and I had talked to Prince about lady cab driver at one point. I was like, Prince, uh, why like, you play lady cab driver with the, when the triple threat tour was out? And and um, and he said it just never translated live, you know. It just like I was like, but y'all killed it though, man. It was it was dope. I loved it, you know. They hit it like the record, and right. and it's like we recently pulled it out, and it's fun. You know, I do this whole little thing where I'm, I tell the story about how I would ask him about it, and he just like, yeah, it never translated. And live, you know, and I'd be like, no, I'm gonna let the people decide. Y'all tell me, do y'all like it? And I think Prince was wrong this one time, you know. And yep. so that's yep. a, that's the kind of thing that we would do with some of the music because, again, there's there's so many songs, man. I mean, this dude used to tell me that more, so many hits, no little time, you know, because he had so much music that was so dope and so many things, and you know, and if it turns out that we are able to like kind of recover after COVID and, and, and touring can kind of pick back up. You know, man, we know that we got a ton of music to pick from. Then we can, as we travel, we can keep updating the set list. We can keep doing things that, okay, maybe we did all of the hits on this one, but maybe we can do some more obscure stuff, Exodus stuff, and like Tony said, like Johnny and like some of the other stuff, because people will be getting more used to us coming. And then you'll get used to the whole fact that we can change the set list, man. We played all of that stuff. So it ain't nothing for us to flip out songs and do that kind of thing. But what I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to do with the NPG as, as it is, is trying to reestablish the NPG, what it's like without Prince being there. A lot of people know that they have the NPG are great players and all this. And, but the biggest issue that I think we have sometimes is people don't know it until after the show, like how great that the, that the experience was. It's like right. getting the word out ahead of time is our biggest challenge and just trying to get people to understand what this is uh, before we get there. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, that's why we're grateful for you guys, you know, getting the word out because a lot of people just don't know, man. They're just like, oh yeah, the NPG, what are they doing, you know, without Prince? And it's right. like, until you see it, you you don't think anything, maybe you don't think about it. Maybe it's like, yeah, well, they're just out here, just some band hit. But it's, it's really the, uh, an experience that we're trying to make like on a level of, uh, like it is something viable and it is something that the music can speak for itself. It may not be, we, we can, nobody can ever replace Prince. That, that's just not going to happen. The and likes that's of the Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. go ahead, T. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's why we have to make sure that uh, we let everybody know that it's, it's not a tribute band. You're not going to come up there and see somebody trying to imitate Prince, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, a that's an absolute no-no for us, right? That's a no-go. Yeah. So when you see all of the other, you know, bands that are out there, you know, bless them, they're doing their thing. Uh, us, we created we lived, we breathed, we sweated, we cried, we everything would pee on these songs. So we're going to give you that same vibe. Uh, and like, as Mo said, we know the songs. We helped create the songs. We were there. And so, uh, again, it's not it's not a tribute. Uh, that's why we love Max so much. You know, he brings his own vibe uh, uh, to, to the to the show and to the vocals. He's not trying to be that. So the first time we saw him, he came through on Soundcheck and we heard him hit a couple notes. I look back at Mo. It just gave him that nod like this, our man right here, right? And then every time he does a show, and, and you know, we've had different guest vocalists, and, you know, every now and then come through and, you know, the, the, the major faux pas is that they get there and then it's like, oh, this is my shot, I gotta go. And then they go and they go, you know, they go lean too far toward Prince, right? Or they lean too far towards, you know, and it just, it, 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 it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't work. Not for the real fans. They don't. They don't want to see that, right? I remember they seeing remember. Mackenzie. 
doing the cross and his version was so good it was yeah. really really good and it's he he makes it his own and it, it's it's such a yeah. great performance that he does with that with that song Let me come out of these glasses i look like i'm in the witness protection plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's rock and roll baby I still, rock and roll. Tony, you still cool. You always be cool to me. You know <laughs> but, 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 but Tony's absolutely right. I think it's it's really a thing of finding that balance of just representing the music, you know, and 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 letting that be the thing rather than you know, Mac is comfortable in his own skin when it comes to like what well, he's not trying to be like I'm gonna jump out of here and I'm trying to be the. the it's all about representing the music and rep, representing right. the legacy. And that's what's been happening, you know, and, and I can appreciate that from McKenzie because uh, he, he understands that he, he got the memo. He understands the, uh, the, the, mission. the assignment. Yeah. He got the assignment. Yeah. yeah. Got I'm sorry to turn that into a and meme so, now. McKenzie understands the assignment. There it is. You know, there and, it and, is. And, he, and he knows how to like, you know, how to, how to work that angle and, and work the, the audience and that sort of thing. And so it's all about finding good mixes and good, uh, collaborations with these artists that we work with. You know, we've had the likes of Shelby J and Liv Warfield and, and Tamar and all of these folks that have worked with this man that we've worked with. And, and they all know how to like bring their element to uh, the situation and really uh, produce something that the, that the fans can dig. And, that, and that's really important to us that, that they all go away with an experience. Like it wasn't a tribute to the band type of thing. It wasn't somebody playing a bunch of covers. It's about feeling that same energy, man. A lot of times we walk off of that stage, man, and we emotional, man, yeah. feel some kind of way because that's the energy that we remembered having this dude. And, and sometimes when you play in Purple Rain, and, you know, from so many times, Tony and I was behind this dude while he was doing that. You know, we know the power of like standing behind and watching the back of this man's head while he's hitting Purple Rain and, and having that energy. And so we know what that is. And so we have to recapture, bring that back to where what we're trying to do and sometimes we feel that energy and we feel that the same emotion and then and what from the heart reaches the heart i think when we when we can do that then the fans understand that this is it is emotional because that's the music is being powerful like that and so yeah that's what we're, that's where we're at and that's what we're trying to do and i think when we come like the places like i mean i lived in london for a while when we were doing the o2 man i have an apartment in london you know we were like living there bro any place I have a key to, it's like it's home. If I if I got a key to a place that I go into, and I'm just unlocking doors for two or three months, then hey man, I'm I'm up in there for at least that long. And so it's it's like uh, it's gonna be a good coming home to London kind of vibe uh, to do this again. And, and I hear Coco's a dope uh, a venue, and so we're looking forward to it, man. We want y'all to get the word out. We're gonna be uh, doing videos, me and Tony and everybody, to kind of remind the people of what it is and, and what's happening and, and when it's happening so that they can come out because we really want to uh, to grow the experience of just having people come and enjoy Prince music and just like I said, you know, Prince's legacy is going to be alive whether it's us playing or, or not. It just, he's done this great work, but we do think it's a great thing to just have uh, the folks that work with him and, 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 you know, I know I would enjoy going to see Queen and seeing uh, all of those guys. I remember having uh, some of those guys in my dressing room uh, back in the day in London, as a matter of fact, when I was at Cafe de Paris, I walked in my dressing room and uh, you know, to find, to, to find uh, my dude in my dressing room, like, you know, I'm like, what the, what, the, what, the, that's just dope, man. And so it's like, that's an experience to, to, to be around folks like that. 
you know, and, and to have them present, you know, and you can just say, man, that's dope. And Journey and like some of the other groups that, you know, have different lead singers now. And, and so, but you still feel that same kind of vibe. And I'm, I'm just glad to see that because just people love that music, you know, and if you can see those folks, man, I mean, that's, that to me, that's awesome. I think it's great. I think, yeah, I think oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leah. Go ahead. <laughs> I think you've really hit the nail on the head there talking about how emotional it is for you guys. It's very much the same for us as well. I mean, the last time I saw Prince was actually at Coco's. Um, it was the last show he did um, in the UK. So just coming back to there, because I haven't been back since, is going to be emotional kind of in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure. when, when Prince passed, I think a lot of the fans really grieved kind of the anticipation um because with Prince you never knew where he was going to show up there was you know there was always this hunt where's he going to show up next you know the hit and run yeah, tour. Sure. you'd be queuing outside mm-hmm. venues not knowing if you'd get in or how much the ticket would be and all of this kind of anticipation and it's where so many of us got to know each other we would like cook food and pass it down the queue trying to keep each other warm outside the venues and things yes. and that anticipation kind of left us um and when he passed I think a lot of us kind of thought wow we're never going to feel that anticipation again that sense of community that he really brought kind of unknowingly yeah. I think a lot of the time um but kind of when you guys come to town and it's very much that feeling kind of comes back that we can go for these drinks before the gig and start talking about what might be in the set list it's a, a real emotional thing for us and when we hear that one song in your set list that maybe we weren't expecting or maybe he played that one time at that gig that really meant a lot to us it's really emotional mm-hmm. as fans just to be back in those moments even if it's just for a few hours it's so funny that you yeah. mentioned it because um you know, I talk to uh, to people all the time and they just say, you know, when you guys come to play, I, you know, I, I reconnect with people from 30 years ago, from 25 years ago. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them. Right. And, and, and it's back like it was in 1994 or 92, whatever it was, whatever that time was, uh, they get back together and they get to hang out. I mean, and, and, and enjoy, like you said, that communal, uh, you know, you know, going out and having cocktails or passing drinks down or whatever, or eating food or whatever, just getting together before the show and then the show and then just being so drained from the energy of that show. I mean, uh, the adrenaline is flowing. I mean, I know, as, as Mo has stated earlier, that, you know, there are times that we, you know, we come off the stage and we're just drained emotionally, right? But I know that Prince is looking down on us and know that we did the right thing, right? That we gave him what we were supposed to give him. Did we do it right? I mean, there's plenty of times I just say to myself, I look up, did we do it right, P? You know, and that's just my my conversation with him. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, how did we do? I felt like we smoked it. You know, so uh, that type of energy, like I said, is in that type of emotion is what we're gonna bring. You know, every time we come hit the stage. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so my question is, what's planned after the tour? Is there any other? What's the plan for MPG after the tour? Well, you know. Um, one of the things is we went uh, back in the summer, uh, even of last year, we went and recorded a bunch of songs, you know, we've been working on music. You know, there's a, a, a lot of uh, things going on with the with the Prince estate, you know, the estate runs all of the, uh, the ins and outs, the comings and goings of all of the situations regarding Prince. So we're respectful of uh, whatever happens with regard to the estate. Um, so, you know, I think they're in a, a period of transition and, and a lot of things are happening. So I think what we're, what we're wanting to do is, you know, when everything settles with regard to who's, you know, uh, working all of those things out, then, you know, we, we got music in the can. We got, you know, uh, 
uh, songs that I think are some dope, some dope music that we've made. We got uh, some heat. We got some heat. You know, and, and so once all of that shakes out and, 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 and all of that's in place, because again, you know, we're respectful to whatever it is that the, the estate finds us, you know, uh, once all of that works out, then we'll, we'll go to the powers that be and, you know, and see what we do with regard to the music and, and all of that, because, it, you know, these types of things can get to be very complex. And, uh, and it's way out of my pay grade, I know. Uh, so it's just like I defer to the legal people and all of the people who, who manage that type of situation. We're creatives, man. We just want to get in the studio and do what we've been taught to do and do what we love to do is make, you know, we still write music and make music. So, uh, you know, that stuff is the business side and the, and, the, and the other side of it. So once all of that shakes out and then we can come and, you know, and, and present what we have, then we'll see what happens. We, of course, we would love to be able to continue to uh, travel this new power generation and, and, and play music as, you know, uh, as we can, especially as COVID subsides and, you know, as things become more normalized and, and people can move around a bit more, you know, uh, we would like for everybody to get a chance to, you know, to celebrate Prince music and, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and then be able to play some new music as well. So that's, that's kind of, you know, where we are, you know, it's just kind of like a pattern of just kind of like uh, as all of that political type stuff and with regard to the state plays out and we see where we are on the other side of it. I'd like to volunteer to do some rap verses if need be. <laughs> you got it, man. There it is, Tony, you got your man, you got your well, sidekick. I, 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 listen, listen, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to say, what, what, let me check the L's and I'm going I'm to check the cadence, make sure he's on time. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> Emily Knight will be Tony M shouting out for me in the crowd. They'll be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I have been known to put the mic in someone's face. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll just... If you play Nasty Girl. Yeah, yeah I'm a huge Nasty Girl fan. That's oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's... Wait a minute. You said if we hit Nasty Girl, Lee going to lose his shirt. Yep. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, all right. <laughs> well, all right. Look Tony, lead on Tony, I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit about your guitar skills, because I think a lot of fans don't realize, actually, that you actually ended up playing guitar. Was it at the end of the Act 1 tour, Act 2 tour? Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to ask, how much of your guitar playing made it on to any studio releases, or did that not quite happen? Not a single note. Let's be honest. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I, I appreciated the opportunity for, for that Prince allowed me to be kind of a, a all-purpose utility. I mean, just wherever I could, he, he said, hey, I want you to do this here. And if I had the, uh, the wherewithal to do it, uh, you know, I was, I was going to jump in. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I tell people it's where preparation meets opportunity, right? So um, the opportunity came. I was prepared to do what little bit I could, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get up there and shred a bunch of licks. That's just not my thing, you know, but I will get up there and chunk and be funky with it and, and find that pocket and lay right in the groove. And that's just my thing. That's what I like to do. Uh, Mo's allowed me to also, you know, get in and fill in and, you know, and add some of that two part guitar stuff or three part that we used to hit with, with P when we were on the road. And, you know, a lot of people go, man, I didn't know. Listen, I mean, we, uh, we were told no a lot of times before we got the yes to be in Prince's Man. You know, you know, a lot of people don't understand the history. And, you know, we've been we have been humping since Purple Rain, you know, and we thought we were going to go on the Purple Rain tour, you know, from uh, from being in the movie. And that didn't happen. And, you know, so, again, 
in this industry, you got to be prepared for a 100 no's and then that one yes come. And I, when that one yes comes, be prepared, to, you know, to do yeah. it. And, uh, and, when, and when it happened, you know, Prince, as a matter of fact, it was just by chance. It was on a sound check uh, while Prince was doing Graffiti Bridge. It was uh, flying back and forth. And we were on the new tour and we were just um, sound checking. And I think we were doing Humpty Dance. And uh, I was on guitar, Kirk was on drums, and we were just doing, I was hitting the rap, and he didn't know, he didn't know I spit lyrics or anything or play guitar. And I remember him calling me back to the, uh, to the dressing room, and he just said, man, can you do that if we hit it, you know, two cities down the road? And absolutely, shaking in my boots when I said it, of course, but absolutely, I can do that. For, for me, it's like, okay, now I got to hold this. He's leaving the stage. I'm like, you can't leave the stage and just leave me up there by myself. He said, oh, no, this is during my wardrobe change. You got this. And it was just him thrusting you out there, making you feel, right? Mentor, teach, and just empowering you, right? So, you know, as, as I got more comfortable, you know, I think the confidence just rose. And, you know, some people, you know, it, it says it's that north side confidence. That's all I can tell you. You know, P had it, Jimmy had it, Terry had it, Jerome had it. I mean, it's just, Morris has it. It's something that you grow up with growing up in Minneapolis. You know, another thing is what, what Prince was really, really great at is, is, is understanding everybody's strengths and weaknesses. He was extraordinarily good at making yes. assessments about the band and about who could do what. You know, Barbarella was a great soloist. Like, like you know, he had Matt and he had Barbarella and, and like, you know, Rosie was a much better singer, but she could play enough parts on a keyboard to get by and do what she needed to do. Yeah. You know, uh, she could do that. But as a vocalist, she was a powerhouse. You know what I'm saying? And so what he would do, what he would do for me and what he did for Tommy, it's like, okay, he knew he could do this. Once you hold down this, everything was about orchestration and finding everybody what, what you can do. And, and like, if you listen to, I remember him breaking it down as to how he does things like he kind of gave an example of like, like James Brown and like Slash Stone, like In Time is one of the most perfect songs, like in Slash Stone, In Time. It's like everybody got a little piece. And when you add your little piece, you put this, it's all about where those pieces fit. And then you don't have to do a lot. You know, you don't yeah. need Tony to do, uh, uh, you know, shred like him or like Levi. But, but if he get that, you give him those parts and he lay in with that. You lay in with this. And you lay in with this. We just did the Prince thing at the Prince on the big screen from the Glam Slam 1992. And it was awesome, man. Kirk did a, a fantastic phenomenal, job. Phenomenal job. Putting this thing together. And man, we had two guitar players. At the, you know, Mike Scott and Levi Cesar together is like, man, it's like a tornado. But, you know, it would be easy for the two cats like that to get like too much for me. Man, it's just like puzzle pieces. Like Mike know where to go here. Levi yeah. knows where to go here. Tony knows where to get his piece in. That's what Prince put together. And so everybody just needs to know where their place is in the room. And then everything locks in like a puzzle, it's like Legos. And so that's the whole thing. And, it, you know, so, yeah. So when, when you see Tony up there, man, we give him them parts, man. And it's just like lock it in, lock that in. And then it's all just like butter. It's all like yep. linked together. And so that's what makes it great. You know, we want to keep those same lessons because that's all what all it is about with Prince was about teaching and lessons and how to, how to, how to, you know, Prince always wanted us. He used to tell us all the time, like, I want y'all to be like what Larry Graham did when he left Sly and the Family Stone. Right. Right. Like he left and he was getting, he had just as many hits on just doing the Larry Graham thing as he did when he was with Sly. 
And yeah. Prince always wanted that of us as the NPG. Yeah. It's like when you go, he even tried a few times. I told him, like, Prince, please don't make us do it. But <laughs> he just said, I want y'all to go down to the slam and y'all just do the show. And I'm not going to be there. But I would tell him, like, Prince, man, they people want to see you, bro. I mean, right. they like us. It's cool. But they want to see you. But he, he would get, he would try that. He said, Morris, y'all go down, let Sonny do these lyrics. Y'all do the show. And he was at Paisley. He called and said, how'd it go? I said, Prince, man, come on. Yeah, it's cool, but man, come down here, bro. These people <laughs> want to see you, man. Come on, yeah. man, quit joking. You know, but, but, but that was him just saying, I want you to take the training wheels off of you guys and right. want you guys to be independent of me and be able to do your thing. And so this is where we are now. That's what we've taken the training wheels off. We've taught us all of these things. And now we're able to go out as, as the NPG and do these shows. You know, Prince is not, not here saying, okay, you got to do this. This is us taking the lessons that we've learned and now just doing what we know to do based on what he taught us, you know. And that's why it's important uh, for me and for the rest of us to do the best we can with this because we know the teacher that we had. It's just like when you watch a Bruce Lee movie. Bruce Lee was one of the baddest cats in the game, but he's like, teacher, teacher, you know, because everybody knows the master is the master. He's a bad dude, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And even though he taught Bruce Lee, that's the master, you know, Prince was the master. And think so about we just want to always represent that way. Yeah, think about it. I mean, we, we, we are probably now five years into this thing that we've been doing, trying to keep this legacy rolling, right? And um, as Mo said, we've had songs in the can. We're ready to roll. And uh, just when everything shakes out, believe me, I, I think we have some stuff that's going to set people on fire for sure. Cool. Yeah. I think we're all very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Morris, I wanted to ask you about the 21 Nights in London. This was my first ever gig of all time. Um, for anyone that listens to the podcast, they will probably already know this story. But my first concert was that when I was 10. Um, oh, my God. Yes, She's I had a baby. I was the nosebleed seats. I was dizzy. <laughs> I was so far back there. But it was the most incredible experience for the first show ever. Um, but obviously, you were in London for such a prolonged, uh, prolonged period of time, like you mentioned. Yeah. So what were some of your memories of that period? I'm going to tell you something. I, I've had two gigs, like two that uh, in my almost 20 year span with Prince, that were like like really, really great in terms of because we hadn't done anything like that before and just the whole, the, the premise of it. So we were in Las Vegas for like an eight month uh, like run in Vegas. And, 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 and that kind of gave us this whole idea about, man, residency kind of gigs, you know, this is dope. Because we, we set up, you know, I had my car, I had a convertible, I had this little Lexus convertible, and Prince said, you should bring your car out. And Prince had this uh, Bentley, and he just like, you know, he had this crazy Bentley. And he said, yeah, you should bring your car out. And, and I brought my car, man, we just had studios set up, so we doing albums, we worked on the, the uh, Lotus Flower record while we were in Vegas, and doing stuff. And, and it was just so dope, man, like I had keys to my own studio, I could go in and park my car in the back of the, the, the casino and go through the back door with my own car. It was dope. And so now we do like, we're going to go to the O2, 21 nights. I'm like, what? The O2, 21 nights. It was so dope. I get there, you know, we go to the O2. I got my own dressing room. Like I set the studio up so we could track in there. And just like it was bananas. Only time I had to move, I think the Rolling Stones came in for like a hot minute. 
and and that was I, Elton John came. I, they, Elton let me keep my room. I kept the room, but uh, but make them needed all of the space. Uh, so they, they commandeered my studio for just the week that they were there. And that was the only time I had to move out. And it was, man, it was so dope. You know, I'd go roll up in the Nando's and get my little thing over to the, the, the cell phone thing. I just, it was so dope. I got off the tube. I left my apartment, went, hopped Mo. on the tube. The tube lets off. It was banana. I'm Lee taking you both out for Nando's. Yeah. That's what's you- up. I've never had it. So Mo keeps telling me about it. What? Oh, Tony Nando's, maybe. You've never had it, Leo? I promise you, I'll take you both out for Nando's when you come to Camden, Coco. It's on me. It's on me as a thank you. Well, the only thing is, we it's a it's a very quick turnaround. Like we we like we roll in. Y'all pray for these airline people, man. Y'all do all your little tricks for the for the airline people because we like literally fly in for that show. And hopefully there won't be no snafus with the airlines because I'm reading that there's people going on strike over there. There's been this crazy baggage thing. I'm gonna keep this shirt in a little ziplock so I can like make sure I got it. My luggage get lost. I can put Listen, this on. At least. Let me tell you, and, I just and, we just got back from Toronto and I and my luggage did not show up until I we land. I landed Monday. I, I got my bag Friday. It just wow. gone disappeared. This is negativity that I'm not taking on at the moment. No, we're not taking it. We're not taking it. But but the thing was, that was, to, to get back to that show, man, it was like, it was beyond amazing uh, to be at the O2 for that long and to be in London for that long, man. It's just, just all of the celebrities that would come out to the, you know, to the event, not to mention all of the great fans, man, that would just come out. I think half a million people came to that show. I lost my... I had a house fire and I lost the uh, one of my big uh, plaques that I get. Half a million people came through for that those twenty one nights, man. That's a that's a lot of five hundred thousand people. There's a lot of humanity coming yeah. to see a Prince show and coming to that was one of the greatest that I remember. Just just how cool it was for us just to work a few nights a week, go in the studio, go see the sights. You know, I would hang, I had a friend that worked at the palace. You know, go over there, pet the queen's horses, and go. Man, it was just. Don't get no better than that. It's one of the best gig experiences I've ever had in my life uh, to be able to just be at a place and just come to work and and there's 20,000 people at work every night. You know, that's just banana sandwiches, man. It just don't get no better than that. And and London has been, for us, I know for myself personally, has been always a place, aside from the extraordinary prices of everything, basically getting doubled because of the pound, mm-hmm. which I was like the pound, the pound. But but other than that, man, it's just phenomenal. And it's just just great. Such a historic city, so much history, you know. So when I'm not working, I go to, you know, museums and go to the palaces and, and go to different places just to see things that I only saw in school, like in, in, in books and, and on television and everything. And so it's a wonderful thing as, uh, to be able to travel the world and go see places and and see, you know, uh, that type of history. And, and, and then all of the great people, you know, people love Prince and people have always been very kind to us and very cool to us. And so we appreciate that uh, from, the, from the, the, the great citizens of the, of the UK. And so yeah, it never, uh, it's always been great. It never, it never fails. And whenever we, because we like to just get out and just and walk around and, and just, yeah. you know, hang out. But we'll inevitably run into someone that goes, oh my God, Mo. Morris, Mr. Hayes. Oh, oh a, my God, Tony, on, what's man. going on? You know, and so I mean, I think those are the times and things that I cherish the most. You know, out of it, it's just again connecting with the people and and uh, 
so yeah, I'm excited about it. I, you know, I remember I didn't have the 21 nights at the old, but I think we had 12 or 13 uh, at Williams. Oh yeah, Williams, and then like, like uh, Earl's Court. You know, there was like Earl's nine, Court. I think there yep. was like nine, eight or nine shows or uh, yeah, court that sold out. So it was it was bananas, man. I mean, that but was that's cool. You get to settle in, right? You just get to settle yeah. in and 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 hang out, and then you get a chance to really buy on the city, right? Uh, so many times yeah. it's just in and out as Mobile State. And, you know, we come in, we hit it and we're out the door. So, you know, people are like, oh my God, you get to see all these places. I said, we see the airports, the hotels and the back of clubs, uh, you know, when we're entering clubs, that's <laughs> of the venues. That's yeah. what we see of the world. We don't, you know, so that's it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know, we're actually doing a little mini pre-party before your gig across the road at Leighton Arms for people to come along and drinks before they come and see you guys. So, we're doing a little mini pre-event, so if you want, oh, to then y'all over. gonna come in lit. You'll you'll be lit and ready to go. So you, yeah, if you guys want to pop over and say hello before the gig, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> be ready yeah, to that, go. That, that could be cool, but uh, but yeah, man, we, we like I said, we're really looking forward to it, man. I mean, it's it's gonna be great. Uh, like I said, not in my career since 1991, since COVID, have I not been to either Europe or Asia every single year since 1991 wow. and so when when COVID shut things down that was weird it was like yeah. weird like yeah. i was in my 20s like when I, when i started uh, you know like in my late 20s when i started traveling like that and it's just crazy to just like have that interrupted and then to have it be like man we didn't go to europe this year man we didn't go to europe this year it's like so needless to say for us man it's very exciting to go back you know we want everybody to you know to be reminded that like you know wherever you can with your protocol just take care of yourself man if you gotta wear a mask you know this stuff is out here still and i think that, that, that you know everybody's over there of course i hate wearing a mask i hate like having a you know social distance do all of this kind of stuff nobody likes it but i think it, it's, it's the time in which we live it's like that, that these are the situations that we're dealing with if we want to keep everybody safe we got to do the best we can and just try to mitigate these things wherever we can and, and, and uh, you know, do what we can to keep everybody 100, you know. And so we're going to, you know, we, we're going to do what we can to just, like, make sure that people have a good time and a safe time. And, and, and hopefully everybody will keep that in mind as they're out, you know. But like I said, because folks are still getting sick, man. It's just like yeah. we've just gotten tired of it. You know, everybody's like, I'm over it, man. I'm going to party, party, no. dude. It's the, it's the new norm. It's the new norm right now. We just yeah. got to be able to uh, – to navigate it, respect everybody's uh, decisions with it, right? And, uh, yeah. you know, I respect yours, you respect me, um, you know, and, uh, and and we'll get through it, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it is what it is. Like I said, it's just something that I think that we're going to just going to be living with right now. Hey, how y'all like that that, that P- Peter Lauder picture behind me right there? No, I was going to say, that's really good. Um, you guys have got some, he does some great pictures. I'm a big fan. Oh, of my him. Lord. Peter, yeah. Peter is the man. Peter is the man. Because I think he was with us. Uh, he took some of the pictures when you guys were in Shepherd's Bush. I think mm-hmm. he did some. He did some of the pictures there. Yeah. No, he's a yeah. he's, he's he's very well known in the community and he does amazing photographs. So I, I know that you guys are going. You guys will be at the show, both of you, right? Uh, we'll, we'll get the news out. And we'll make sure we have them them, them, them butts in the seats. But I want you know. I just hope whenever we get an opportunity to actually catch up with you and actually chat for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Uh, Leah, do you want to roll off the other dates that MPG are performing in Europe? Yes, let me just get those up. Oh, that was a very aeroplane voice. 
So, um, you guys have a number of dates coming up. So, you have the Netherlands on the 18th of July, and then you have quite a big stint in France. Is it three shows that you have in France? Um, three shows. But before you go, I, I, I want to uh, mention when you missed one at the very beginning, Luxembourg on the 16th. Oh, okay. So, before we do Utrecht, we are in Luxembourg um, on this, I believe that's the 16th. I think that's what it is. And then yeah. the 18th, we are in, uh, in the Netherlands. And then we, yeah, three stints in, uh, in France, Marseille, Paris, and uh, Marcia. Yes, so that's on the 20th, 21st, and 23rd of mm-hmm. July. And then yep. you have London on the 24th. And that's a Ooh, Ooh that's going to be fire. It's going to be so and, and then it's going to be a jam session at Lee Cooper's house. <laughs> bring the nandos i'll rap i'll dance to nasty girl it's all it's, it'll all be ready i'll be there it sounds like a great idea until you see it oh, no, <laughs> well she's actually got a guitar back there so maybe we should have it at her spot yeah, yeah. same goes she got some, instrument- she got some the- instrumentation yeah <laughs> I'm one of those musicians that poses with the instrument. <laughs> Got it. Ain't that wrong. Ain't Ain't that wrong. You know how Harry Styles wears the acoustic but doesn't play it at any point? That, that's it. <laughs> oh, but, it look, but it looked good, though. Hey, but it looked good. It looked good. You busted the snot out of him, but it looked good. Though. She did bust him. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say you busted on him. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry about it, Harry. She like you, man. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> guys i just want to say thank you so much um for being part of the podcast it's always great to see you guys and as i've said before i really do appreciate what you do for the fans and you know the meet and greets are always awesome and i can't wait to see you guys uh in camden coco's on the 24th um Damn. so thank you oh thank you Thanks, we buddy. appreciate it thank you both so much uh we're excited. We're excited. As Mo said, uh, we can't wait to come hang out with you again. And uh, uh, we're going to see what your lyrics, what your cadence like when I get there, Lee. Yeah. I'm going to brush up. It's I'm going to brush, awesome. brush up on them. Brush up on them lyrics, man. Matter of fact, I know, I know you're going to call me out. In during my name is Prince. That's the one you should go brush yeah, up yeah. on. Deal, deal, deal. <laughs> that yeah, and I'm going to be saving. I'm going to be saving up a little few chips and then keep some open luggage for some Camden shopping. You know, we'll go through Camden Town and get a, a couple mercy. of items. You know, it's a lot of yes. wonderful things through there. <laughs> a lot. All right. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank everybody. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it so much. Bye now. <laughs>